Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Lucky Land Casino. Asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The stranger. And it will be some comfort to lose it in trying to deliver you from his tyranny. Generous youth, said Isabella. How shall I ever requite... As she uttered those words, a ray of moonshine, streaming through the cranny of the ruin above, shone directly on the lock they sought. "'Oh, transport,' said Isabella. "'Here is the trap-door.' And taking out the key, she touched the spring, which, starting aside, discovered an iron ring. "'Lift up the door,' said the princess. The stranger obeyed, and beneath appeared some stone steps descending into a vault totally dark. "'We must go down here,' said Isabella. Follow me, dark and dismal as it is, we cannot miss our way. It leads directly to the church of St. Nicholas. But perhaps, added the princess modestly, you have no reason to leave the castle, nor have I farther occasion for your service. In a few minutes I shall be safe from Manfred's rage. Only let me know to whom I am so much obliged. I will never quit you, said the stranger, eagerly, until I have placed you in safety. Nor think me, princess, more generous than I am, though you are my principal care— the stranger was interrupted by a sudden noise of voices that seemed approaching, and they soon distinguished these words. "'Talk not to me of necromancers. I tell you, she must be in the castle. I will find her in spite of enchantment.' "'Oh, heavens!' cried Isabella. "'It is the voice of Manfred. Make haste, or we are ruined, and shut the trap-door after you.' Saying this, she descended the steps precipitately, and as the stranger hastened to follow her, he let the door slip out of his hands. It fell and the spring closed over it. He tried in vain to open it, not having observed Isabella's method of touching the spring, nor had he many moments to make an essay. The noise of the falling door had been heard by Manfred, who, directed by the sound, hastened thither, attended by his servants with torches. "'It must be Isabella,' cried Manfred, before he entered the vault. "'She is escaping by the subterraneous passage, but she cannot have got far.' What was the astonishment of the prince when, instead of Isabella, the light of the torches discovered to him the young peasant whom he thought confined under the fatal helmet? "'Traitor!' said Manfred. "'How camest thou here? I thought thee endurance above in the court.' "'I am no traitor,' replied the young man, boldly. "'Nor am I answerable for your thoughts.' "'Presumptuous villain!' cried Manfred. "'Dost thou provoke my wrath? Tell me, how hast thou escaped from above?' Thou hast corrupted thy guards, and their lives shall answer it. My poverty, said the peasant calmly, will desculpate them. Though the ministers of a tyrant's wrath, to thee they are faithful, and but too willing to execute the orders which you unjustly impose upon them. Art thou so hardy as to dare my vengeance, said the prince, but torture shall force the truth from thee. Tell me, I will know thy accomplices. 
"'There was my accomplice,' said the youth, smiling and pointing to the roof. Manfred ordered the torches to be held up, and perceived that one of the cheeks of the enchanted cask had forced its way through the pavement of the court, as his servants had let it fall over the peasant, and had broken through into the vault, leaving a gap through which the peasant had pressed himself some minutes before he was found by Isabella. "'Was that the way by which thou didst descend?' said Manfred. "'It was,' said the youth. "'But what noise was that?' said Manfred, which I heard as I entered the cloister. "'A door clapped,' said the peasant. "'I heard it as well as you.' "'What door?' said Manfred hastily. "'I am not acquainted with your castle,' said the peasant. "'This is the first time I ever entered it, and this vault the only part of it within which I ever was.' "'But I tell thee,' said Manfred, wishing to find out if the youth had discovered the trap-door. "'It was this way I heard the noise. My servants heard it, too.' "'My lord,' interrupted one of them officiously, "'to be sure it was the trap-door, and he was going to make his escape.' "'Peace, blockhead,' said the prince angrily. "'If he was going to make his escape, how should he come on this side? I will know from his own mouth what noise it was I heard. Tell me truly.' Thy life depends on thy veracity. My veracity is dearer to me than my life, said the peasant, nor would I purchase the one by forfeiting the other. Indeed, young philosopher, said Manfred contemptuously, tell me, then, what was the noise I heard? Ask me what I can answer, said he, and put me to death instantly if I tell you a lie. Manfred, growing impatient at the steady valour and indifference of the youth, cried, Well, then, thou man of truth, answer. "'Was it the fall of the trap-door that I heard?' "'It was,' said the youth. "'It was,' said the prince. "'And how didst thou come to know there was a trap-door here?' "'I saw the plate of brass by a gleam of moonshine,' replied he. "'But what told thee it was a lock?' said Manfred. "'How didst thou discover the secret of opening it?' "'Providence, that delivered me from the helmet, was able to direct me to the spring of a lock,' said he. "'Providence should have gone a little farther, and have placed thee out of the reach of my resentment.' said Manfred. When Providence had taught thee to open the lock, it abandoned thee for a fool who did not know how to make use of its favours. Why didst thou not pursue the path pointed out for thy escape? Why didst thou shut the trap-door before thou hadst descended the steps? I might ask you, my lord, said the peasant, how I, totally unacquainted with your castle, was to know that these steps led to any outlet. But I scorn to evade your questions. Wherever those steps lead to, perhaps I should have explored the way— I could not be in a worse situation than I was. But the truth is, I let the trap-door fall. Your immediate arrival followed. I had given the alarm. What imported it to me whether I was seized a minute sooner or a minute later? Thou art a resolute villain for thy years, said Manfred. Yet on reflection I suspect that thou dost but trifle with me. Thou hast not yet told me how thou didst open the lock. That I will show you, my lord, said the peasant and taking up a fragment of stone that had fallen from above, he laid himself on the trap-door, and began to beat on the piece of brass that covered it, meaning to gain time for the escape of the princess. This presence of mind, joined to the frankness of the youth, staggered Manfred. He even felt a disposition towards pardoning one who had been guilty of no crime. Manfred was not one of those savage tyrants who wanton in cruelty unprovoked. The circumstances of his fortune had given an asperity to his temper, which was naturally humane, and his virtues were always ready to operate, when his passions did not obscure his reason. While the prince was in this suspense, a confused noise of voices echoed through the distant vaults. 
As the sound approached, he distinguished the clamors of some of his domestics, whom he had dispersed through the castle in search of Isabella, calling out, "'Where's my lord? Where's the prince?' "'Here I am,' said Manfred, as they came nearer. "'Have you found the princess?' The first that arrived replied, "'Oh, my lord, I am glad we have found you.' "'Found me?' said Manfred. "'Have you found the princess?' "'Oh, we thought we had, my lord,' said the fellow, looking terrified. "'But—but but what?' cried the prince. "'Has she escaped?' "'Hawkees and I, my lord. Yes, I and Diego,' interrupted the second, who came up in still greater consternation. "'Speak, one of you at a time,' said Manfred. "'I ask you, where is the princess?' "'We do not know,' said they both together. "'But we are frightened out of our wits.' "'So I think, blockheads,' said Manfred. "'What is it has scared you thus?' "'Oh, my lord,' said Hawkees, "'Diego has seen such a sight. "'Your highness would not believe our eyes.' "'What new absurdity is this?' cried Manfred. "'Give me a direct answer, or by heaven—' "'Why, my lord, if it please your highness to hear me,' said the poor fellow. "'Diego and I—yes, I and Hawkees,' cried his comrade. "'Did I not forbid you to speak, both at a time?' said the prince. "'You, Hawkees, answer, for the other fool seems more distracted than thou art. "'What is the matter?' "'My gracious lord,' said Hawkees, "'if it pleases your highness to hear me, "'Diego and I, according to your highness's orders, "'went to search for the young lady. "'But being comprehensive that we might meet the ghost of my young lord, "'your highness's son, God rest his soul, "'as he has not received a Christian burial—' "'Sot!' cried Manfred in rage. "'Is it only a ghost, then, that thou hast seen?' "'Oh, worse, worse, my lord!' cried Diego. "'I had rather seen ten whole ghosts!' "'Grant me patience,' said Manfred. "'These blockheads distract me. "'Out of my sight, Diego, and thou, Hakees, tell me in one word. "'Art thou sober? Art thou raving? "'Thou wast wont to have some sense. "'Has the other sought frightened himself, and thee too? "'Speak. What is it he fancies he has seen?' "'Why, my lord!' cried Hawkees, trembling. I was going to tell your highness that since the calamitous misfortune of my young lord, God rest his precious soul, not one of us, your highness's faithful servants, indeed we are, my lord, though four men, I say, not one of us has dared to set foot about the castle, but two together, 